0: We have a tremendous special uh, opportunity today. Um, The last couple of years, we've heard from and sent teams to Honduras to to work there uh, with Greg and Gene Hines. And they're here this morning and they're going to share with us about the work that they're doing there and uh, just. speak uh, God's Word to us, and what a, what a blessing it is, and what a special opportunity we have uh, to be a part of their work in Honduras, but also for, for them to be here to share with us. And so, uh, just welcome them. Uh, Greg and, and Jean, you want to come? Don't be shy. You can welcome them.
1: God bless you You will a little later okay. Okay. morning everybody it's really good to be here again um i need a couple of minutes to get all of my my helps organized here um the the lord has blessed me with the ability to really process and put things in order in my mind and work through work through um, projects and things until i stand up here and then all of a sudden everything that i'm thinking about is just spinning around inside my brain so um I'm going to get myself organized. I'm going to present my wife, Jean, to you this morning as well. Good
0: morning, all. It's great to be here.
1: Um, she is going to get the microphone a little later um, because, uh, fortunately for you, you'll get a break for me. She's going to come up in a little while and, and, and share some things about what's going on in our ministry and, and share a little bit from her heart in the process. Um need help? Um, yeah, I'm sure I do need help. I'm trying to see what time it is. I'm trying to figure out how to set this thing, so let's see. Okay, start. There we go. No, it's not starting. It's not starting. Well, oh, man, I'm trying to start my. St- no, I don't want to put it on a stopwatch because then it's gonna, then it's gonna go off at some point. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I think I'm almost ready. So anyway, it's really good to be here with you guys again this year. Um, as Pastor Ridge said, you guys have been such a tremendous blessing to, to, to us personally, um, but also to uh, the people in the western mountains of Honduras, and, and we're going to talk some more about, about some of those people and, and things that have happened. Um, so uh, to also help me keep, uh, keep on track, we have um, a PowerPoint presentation. Um, the first slide that we have up here is a view from La Casa de Ruben, which you all will be hearing more about. And Psalm 121, verses 1 and 2, have been um, favorite verses of, of mine for quite some time. Uh, it's kind of kind of hard to say, well, that's a favorite verse, as if the other ones aren't. I mean, they're all obviously inspired by God. But um, uh, this verse has just become uh, foundational for us um, as the as our ministry has grown and developed and changed, and um, we've just been reminded more and more about um, about where our help comes from and about having to look up to the mountains. So so uh, we look up to the mountains all the time in Honduras. Those of you who have been there know that, um, but uh, we look beyond the mountains to, to to our Lord because we know that's where, where our help comes from ultimately. And um, Gene will be connecting that in a little bit more later with, with uh, a new initiative that, uh, that we have. Um, so we also have a map of Honduras. I'm not sure how well you'll be able to see it um, up there. But um, if you look, let your eyes trail um, uh, west, uh, get to the corner of Honduras, if you can see a red dot and the word gracias. Yes, gracias, the word thank you in Spanish, um, is the name of the largest city um, close to us. We live 16 kilometers up the mountain from Gracias on uh, dirt and rock roads, but um, uh, our ministry, our, our La Casa de Rubén is based in Gracia, so we're spending more time down there now than we have before. Um, just in case, since I skipped past it, um, it's hard to believe, I was thinking about it this morning as I was talking to somebody, Gene and I have been going um, or have been in Honduras for 10 years. Um, September 2009 was was our first short-term mission trip. and. Um, it's hard to believe that it's been 10 years. Um, we wanted to go back. The Lord opened doors for us to, to lead another team in 2010, another team in 2011. Um, and It was in that 2011 into 2012 we started sensing the Lord might be opening a door for us um, to do much more in Honduras. And even at that point, we, we didn't know it was going to mean full time. Um, but between 12 and 13, he made it apparent that um, the invitation was for uh, full-time if, we if we were willing and, and, and ready. And we were willing, and we thought we were ready, and yeah, we were. We got there um, we got there uh, May 30, 2015. We uh, went down to Honduras. A short-term uh, mission team came down with us. Uh, Gene and I had two suitcases in our backpacks, and the team checked six trunks of stuff for us, and that's what we went to Honduras with. Um, uh, Full time since then. So, just want to give a real quick background for those of you that don't know. I feel like probably most of you or all of you do know because you guys are are just so connected to us in our ministry. I know you guys pray for us. I know you hear about us probably more than some of you want to hear about us, maybe. But but uh, but we're grateful that uh, that that uh, um, that. Um, You guys are so connected and so involved. We don't have to come up here at this point and give the whole history of everything that's ever happened because you guys probably know it better than we do at this point. Um, So let's talk real briefly about um, uh, just some quick updates about what's happened this year because it has been a very good year for us. Uh, It's been a very busy year, a very challenging year, um, but uh, God has clearly been with us. So um, we hosted nine short-term mission teams this year. Uh, served nearly 1,200 people in medical clinics uh, this year, did training for, uh, for several people in, in worship and in sound mixing and financial stewardship, um, taught almost 400 adults and children in various formats, um, uh, including VBS and other discipleship uh, teachings and trainings that were done. Um, we, probably like you guys are, we're very careful about counting salvations. Um, you know, the Lord knows what's going on in people's hearts. Um, you know, just because somebody raises their hand and says the prayer, you know, we can't know for sure um, what's actually happening in their heart. But we feel like we can accurately uh, report 84 salvations uh, as a result of ministry this year, um, potentially many others, uh, you know, with children, sal- you know, salvations of children during VBS activities. So we, we feel like that's a, a fair number. Um, to report, we uh, were able to help put roofs on two church buildings, and we're working on two additional bedrooms and a bathroom at La Casa de Ruben, uh, which you'll hear a little bit more about. Um, a new thing coming up for 2020 that we're really excited about is a partnership with, uh, with a Christian counseling ministry, a um, uh, partner with us to come down and to help establish a family biblical Christian counseling ministry. At, um, at, at a church in Gracias, and we hope if, if the pilot is successful there, and we expect that it will because we know the leadership of this church and they're very capable, then we, we expect to expand and roll that out into the churches in the mountains of Honduras um, because the need for biblical family counseling is, is every bit as strong there uh, as it is here. So so're excited about that. We opened La Casa de Ruben in April of this year, and we've launched a, a new uh, outstanding student scholarship program, mostly focused on, on students that are ready to finish high school and going into college and Jean will be talking more about that a little bit later too. so so I better she's looking at me like, you better shut up because I 'm coming up there to talk about that later so, so i'm going to shut up, and we 're going to move on. Um, we had um, you know, one of our nine mission teams um, was the Memorial Baptist team. I suspect you guys know some of the people in, in that picture up there. Um, yes, yes, applause is, is good. Um, um, uh, several of the folks on the team came back for a second time. Some were new, and, and we were blessed by all of them uh, that were there. I know you guys have heard um, uh, what a blessing that they were to, uh, to the people of Honduras, specifically in a community called Coalaca. Uh, where they spent uh, spent the week and um is one of our adopted communities the lord blessed us to be able to help plant a church there a few years ago so um so it was really really uh, encouraging to have uh, this team from this church to come and spend a week with us in that community we did a uh, follow-up visit in Koalaka not too terribly long ago. We got to go back and visit some of the folks that, that uh, we, we uh, connected with during the time when the team was there, and um, we, had, we had success finding you know some people. Some of the genes group went to, to some of those houses and, and they, didn't they didn't always find the people that they talked to when they went the first time, but they found other family members in the house. That weren't there when they were there the first time so then they had opportunity to share with the other family members and she reported uh, because we went a different direction we went with pastor jorge and pastor arnaldo and they sent when we scheduled this i don't know how many people were going to go well we showed up at pastor jorge's house and he had about 12 uh, leaders uh, from his church ready to go. So we did just like the short-term mission tip in June. We divided up into three teams, and we split up and went in different directions and, and, and just had a great day. Um, but several times, uh, when Jean came back, she said, well, we went to this house, and we didn't find this person that we talked to last time, but we found her husband, or we found her wife, or we found their kids, and their kids said that they'd been hearing about uh, what, what we shared with them in June, so we got to share again. So, so that was exciting to hear. Um, we... Um, We did get to uh, went back to Julio's house. Julio was a man we met who was so um, so hungry to hear more um, about the Lord. We were sharing with him in June, and we could tell that he was he knew quite a bit about the scriptures. And we, we we got to the point and said, "Well, do you know for sure? You know for sure that you did business with Jesus." that you prayed to receive him in your heart and that you've got the gift of eternal life he said he said no he said i don't know that i've ever done that the way that you guys have just described he's and when we we started talking a little more he's like well i'm ready let's go so so we prayed and and he received christ and and um we were able to take uh uh take some bible study materials back to him when we did the follow-up and, um, and connect Pastor Jorge and Pastor Arnaldo with him to continue the discipleship uh, with him. So, so um, please pray for Julio in Coalaca. We think the Lord's hand may be, may be upon him for, for uh, greater things in ministry. Um, let's see. Okay, so we also can't go any further without saying another big thank you because this year we got a new truck. <laughs> so thank you very much. Um, you guys were uh, blessed us tremendously Um, i wish i could say the truck looked like this all the time Um, it it did look like this when i parked it a a week or so ago it was nice and clean but um, um, we have dust season or mud season in the mountains of honduras so it's covered with one or the other uh, most of the time so it was mud season when we left so right before we left i got all the mud off of it and got a fresh coat of wax on it so it was looking really good uh, when we get back in about 24 hours, we'll be covered with dust again and that's just, that's just the way it is. But, um, but it, it, seriously, thank you guys so much. Um, it is such a blessing to to have a reliable vehicle, um, to know that um, when we set out somewhere, whether it's just Gene and I going uh, to do the things that, that we do there, or whether we're going to pick up a team or bring a team back, knowing that we have a vehicle, Um, that's going to get us from point A to point B because our last vehicle had long passed that point. So, so really, uh, thank you guys so much. Um, So, new things. We started uh, FHD Honduras, Family Health and Development Foundation Honduras. You heard about that last year um, because the idea uh, came along for that in 2017, as the Lord was showing us some new things that he had for us in the future. Um, it was legally established in Honduras in March of last year. Well, this year our new thing is FHD Missions, which is a nonprofit organization uh, incorporated in the state of Georgia. So um, so we're very excited to have that, to have a, a board of directors here in the U.S. Um, that has a, a tremendous responsibility for helping to support our ministry and our nonprofit activities uh, that we're doing in Honduras. Um, uh, we are a 501c3, however, we're waiting for, I'm sorry, we're a non-profit, we're waiting for our 501c3 approval uh, from the IRS. So um, we're, we're supposed to hear something at the end of this month. So we've been praying uh, fervently that we get a favorable review because otherwise you get kicked into another bucket that takes a long time to, to get out of. So so um, let's continue to pray for these last couple of weeks that. that that process has already been moving through and that we're going to get our our tax-exempt status this year. Um, I think last year we said we had a website uh, that was new but under construction. Well, it's finished. Well, it's at least finished for now, and it is live. It's um, fhdhonduras.org. You can go to that website and and learn more about our ministries, Um, and we'd encourage you to do that. And I, I'm going to say a few times. Text FHD team to 66599. It's a, a, a new method of communication we're trying out to, to be able to engage with with people more uh, regularly throughout the course of the year. Um, uh, if you sign up, we promise no more than one text a week unless there's an emergency. Um, so so you won't hear a lot from us, but um, we really need um, uh, need to need people praying for us, as Joel said this morning, especially me. And I can't disagree with that. Yeah. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) i cannot disagree with that so i've mentioned la casa de ruben a few times that is our um our biggest and and newest project we named uh, the house in honor of a young man uh, we met in a a remote mountain community called mescalillo Um, he is staying at the house with us now along with his uh, younger sister the house is about much more than one person, however, and um, we're working on getting those bedrooms and bathrooms finished. Um, La Casa de Ruben is a place for people who live in remote mountain communities to come to Gracias so that they can get physical therapy. Um, uh, because of the distance and, and, and the condition of the roads and the lack of transportation, People just can't get down to get to get basic uh, basic therapies, and we were confronted with that um, during the medical clinics that we were doing, finding people with you know not really complicated injuries, but they're not going to be able to walk right again, and they're not going to be able to use their hands or their arms. And in Honduras, I mean, you you know, you got to be physically active to be able to 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 make a living in the mountains. So. so that, that whole thing sort of is, is what led us to, to open this up. Um, this project is the first and only one of its kind in all of Honduras. So uh, we, we didn't know that until we opened it. Um, as a matter of fact, we're having conversations with, um, with the government in Gracias and, and with someone in the health department, and um, they don't know what to do with us they, 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 they don 't know how to permit us they you need a permit I, I, we know we need a permit. We went to the office and there 's not a box that you can put us in so really we, we our direct, our executive director dr Maria, met with with a person from the health uh, department she 's in charge of the health department for Olympia. They met personally and and this the the health department person said well he, she said it tongue-in-cheek, fortunately. I was a little scared when I first heard She's like, you guys are operating illegally. You know, no, we're not operating. Well, we are, but we're, we're, not, we're trying to operate legally. She said, I know. She said, we're trying to figure out how to categorize and, and what kind of permit, because we're not a hospital. We're not a medical clinic. We're not a physical therapy center. We're not a hotel. So they don't know what to do with us. So, 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 we're, so we're making the way right now and, and altering government documents for whatever that's worth. Um, Obviously, the physical therapy and the physical healing is an important part of of what happens at La Casa de Ruben, but uh, the, the much bigger part of what happens there is is the spiritual healing um, that the lord 's allowing us to to do there um, and we 're going to be uh, sharing uh, some more about that in just a moment. Um, I mentioned the bed, uh, the uh, bedrooms and bathroom when we figured out that. Um, By coordinating our efforts with the Physical Therapy Center, um, we can rotate um, patients in and out of our house. We can strategically schedule their therapy sessions, and we can rotate them in and out um, because not everybody is going to be long-term patients like Ruben and his sister. Most everybody else is going to come and spend a certain period of time every month um, to to get the therapy they need. They'll return to their home and their village to do their exercises and things in between, and then they'll come back when they need to. So we figured out that roughly every bedroom that we have at La Casa de Ruben will allow us to rotate in four to five more patients per month. So um, as soon as we get these first two bedrooms done, we'll be uh, uh, bringing in eight to ten more people per month. So all those sheets and towels that you guys gathered up and sent down for us, are going to be put to really good use. So, again, thank you so much for, for the collection of, of all those uh, sheets and towels because they are a huge, huge blessing. Um, we got a couple of photos of, of La Casa de Rubén. We got a photo of uh, just uh, of the front porch there. Um, I think there's another slide we got a yeah we got just another photo of of the front yard and and on the front porch uh we have a photo of ruben his uh his sister is is to the left of him and then um that's the staff of Krile. they came out to the house when when we first opened up to to see the house and to to visit with us and to to meet ruben and um <laughs> that was quite a day cuz you know we just thought they were going to come to the house and hang out with us for a little while and and you know see what was going on and and they did and then they met Ruben and within about 5 minutes there were five physical therapists I standing around and on the bed with him, starting to to work him over and, and assess and analyze and figure out what all was going on uh, with him. So we don't have pictures in the presentation, but we do have pictures of the entire staff of Krile um gathered around Ruben working on him. So so uh so that was a, a special day. Um jeez. Oh, I'm watching my time. But I gotta tell you, um a couple hopefully a couple of quick things just to show how how God's had his hands on on this project um, um, from the beginning. It's a lengthy process getting things done in Honduras, getting papers approved and all that. Getting a nonprofit organization approved is not impossible. Um, uh, lots of people do it, but it is not easy either. Um, There's lots of steps along the way, and you got to go to this office and that office, and you you know you got you end up with a mountain of papers. So, so after we got everything approved in Tegucigalpa, then we found out that you have to go to an office in Gracias, and then they got to register you, improve you, and do all that. So, so we did all that. We turned in all of our papers to them. This was going on last year while Gene and I were here in in the U.S., and we found out that um, in the property office in Gracias that they had a really bad roof leak. Um, We had a really bad storm while we were gone and water just poured into the property office. And the papers for our foundation were the only papers that didn't get damaged, literally. They were on top of a stack and everybody else's papers underneath were ruined and ours, all, all Maria had to do was just get some tape and put some tape around the cover, or around the cover of the folder to, to straighten it back out. That was it. Um, everybody else had to go through, I, mean, I can't imagine what all they had to go through to get another set of originals of everything that, that they had. And I feel bad for all those organizations and people, don't misunderstand me, um, but extremely grateful for God to protect our papers For us to not have to go through and do all that and then the whole story of how we ended up with this house is 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 another is another one again towards the end of last year we knew the time was coming to open la casa de ruben we've been talking about it and praying about it and planning for it and and we knew it was time so um, we asked uh, dr maria to start looking around to see in december to start to find out what's available i mean we knew we didn't we weren't going to try to do construction from the ground up we wanted to rent um just to start out small as we as we you know figure this thing out so she started looking around and and she started sending us pictures, like I found this house, and you know she's WhatsApping us pictures like crazy. So so we're looking at these pictures and like, well man, this this looks pretty good. And it's a three bedroom house, and it's it's all one level. It's a ranch floor plan. It's got the big porch around it, so lots of room for people with wheelchairs to move around. The doors are wide. Every bedroom's got a bathroom attached to it, which just isn't the way you normally do it in Honduras. And I was like, man, this looks really great. So we're going back and forth, and she's talking to the owner, and, and the owner says, um, "Well, I'm here from Tegucigalpa about a five-hour drive," she said, "and and I really need to rent this house out, and I, I really want to finalize it before I go back um, by the end of the year to Tegucigalpa." So Maria told us all this, and and I've still got the WhatsApp on my phone. I said, "I I said it looks great. I said and, and we trust you. I mean, you you know what you're doing." And, but we, we can't sign a lease on something that we haven't seen yet. So um, as awesome as this house looks and as much as it looks like it'll fit, um, I'm going to tell the owner that we're, you know, we're just not going to sign a lease till we get back in January. And if she wants to lease it to somebody else, then, then I guess that's what she's going to do. And, and if that happens and God doesn't want us here, then God's got something different for us. And it'll be okay. However it goes, it'll be okay. She's like, Okay. which I could tell she wasn't really necessarily in agreement with with, uh, the chosen course of action, but she did. And a little while later, we got a note back from Maria. She said, I talked to the owner some more. She said, I explained more about what we were doing and what the purpose of the house was. And the owner says that she'll wait for you guys to come back until January, even though she had people, other people that were interested in leasing the house. She said, I'll wait till you guys get back. So we got back in January and Pretty much as soon as I walked through the gate, I, I felt like this is where we were supposed to be, um, and it seems that the Lord's confirmed that multiple times over since then. So, um, so that's just a couple of examples of, of how God's worked and how how He's had His hands on on, on this project. Uh, let's see. Let's go. Let's put up the next slide about the healing ministry, and this is the point that I'd like to ask um, that we temporarily terminate the live feed for a little while. Um, we'll pick it back up when Gene when comes back up here and, and we'll we'll finish it out, but um, uh, we're gonna talk about some things that are a little more personal in nature. Um, some of it involves a minor that we have, uh, Ruben's little sister, so I just think it would be better not not putting it out on, on social media. Um, it's perfectly fine to record it, use it in here, you know, and share, you know, but. But to live broadcast, I'd I'd rather we didn't. So we're good. Fantastic. So as I said, in 2017, we um we started getting this idea that we had to do this nonprofit, and and that we were going to start being involved in, in ministries of healing ministries more of physical healing um, it, from a practical standpoint we never lose sight of the fact that as christians we always have a ministry of healing and reconciliation spiritually drawing people to to jesus and, and meeting that need um, uh, but we knew that there was going to be healing uh ministry involved um, and obviously the most important being the spiritual healing so, I'd like to just tell you some stories.
0: Well, again, we just want to say thank you, and um, since we're out of time, if you would just stop by the table, and I'll explain. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Honestly, there is, there is so much that happens every day that we just take it as a day-to-day routine, but... When you're sitting here in the United States, you're going through your day-to-day routine, and you're going through some of these same things that we are going through, and that's where, you know, God brings us all together in different situations, different circumstances, so that we can encourage and support one another, and we just, again, want to say thank you for that, for coming alongside us and doing that, and... Through all the things that have happened just this year, um, there have been what we would assume to be bad things, uh, but as, as Greg has already shared, they're really good things because God has opened doors that has given us along with other team members and, and other uh, church members there in the area to, to do things uh, to just share love, just to share love. With others, um, even though it 's a bad situation, God can work through it and takes take that and make something good out of it that 's romans eight twenty eight but through uh, all the time that we have been going to Honduras and and now living there, we have come to know several families, and um, we 've come to know their children, we know nieces and nephews and um the life in Honduras is just difficult. it is very difficult and education is it 's almost a secondary. School is only required first grade through sixth, and they say it 's free, but it's it 's not really free um, and sometimes the children get to go to school um for the straight six years, sometimes they have to repeat grades because um, they, the family doesn't have money to buy the uniforms or the supplies. They need them to work on the farm. Um, they're just, they just don't encourage the children to go to school. So it takes an average of 9.4 years for the children who do get to go to school to complete those six grades then out of those children who finish the sixth grade, 43% of those are able to go on to middle school and high school. And the reason being all those reasons that we've talked about, but again, no transportation. The school, um, the, the primary grades, higher grades, the middle school and high school are not offered in their communities in many, many of the communities. So the parents can't afford to send them have board, food, transportation, and all the other requirements that go along with the education. So, only 43% of those that go to six go through six, go on to the higher grades, and then from there it is an 8% of the students that can then go to university or college. So, what can we do? That's the gap where we have seen a big, a big need. And by getting to know these families in LaCampa, and getting to know the children who are truly outstanding students but don't have any means to go on to to college, um, that is where we have started a new initiative called the Outstanding Student Scholarship Program. And we're starting very, very small. And we have done that uh, for a lot of reasons because we have learned that if something is offered it doesn't matter who you are or where you are. If something, it doesn't matter what it is. If it's offered with support free, everybody wants to get in on it. But by getting to know these children and their families, we know that they have the desire, they have the aptitude to go on to university and make a difference because um, we have three students. One is Marlon, who is not yet ready for that level of education, uh, but she needs help and support. But the two other students, one is 18 and the other one is 21, they have written their story about how their parents or their families have sacrificed so that they could go to school. It's taken them a little longer, but their are their parents made sacrifices so that the children could get the education because they all know that education is important and that is what's going to make a difference in their communities. And they they want to stay in Honduras and they want to help their own people. And Dr. Maria is a perfect example of that. You know, she is Honduran. She's a general practitioner doctor. She went to school in Cuba. She lived in Miami for 10 years because her parents were working there. Um, But she has come back to her home country, and she loves her people. And she gives so much of herself. And just to see that and to know that people want to give back to their families, to their communities, the ones who have helped them, So, um, through the Outstanding uh, Student Scholarship Program, um, it would cover their education, it covers their transportation, it covers their boarding. And um, the expenses there are out of reach for the families there, but it's so, for us as Americans, it seems so reasonable, Um, for instance, to support Juan because of where he is going to be going to school. His expenses are about $146 a month. That's tuition, board, and transportation and meals. For Sandra, it's about $75 a month. For Marlon, who is in the lower grades, but because of all of the needs that she has with the... um, the psychological evaluations and the the support there that she's going to be getting and just some other the transportation getting her back and forth to school every single day her expenses are a little higher uh, around 125 a month but um we're asking that uh if you would prayerfully consider supporting them in any way first of all please be just please be in prayer for them that's that is the number one support that we all need And um, we also ask that because of the sensitivity of some of these stories and the lives that these children have lived at the ages 13, 18, and 21, um, it's amazing, Uh, just like Greg was talking about Ruben's family. Um, But anyway, there are other things that are in these stories that will... um, Give you an insight as to these children's lives and to see the determination that they have to get through college and to come back and be able to help their families. so if you would to you know please prayerfully consider uh, just supporting them any way that you can, prayer is is most needed. We have the stories out at the table. we have um, more information about them. But we do need to ask you to be very confidential about this for two reasons. One, some of the things that we have talked about uh, of the individuals themselves and their family situations. And the other one is because um, it is a sensitive situation for us as well as the missionaries there uh, because we can't help everybody. We would love to be able to help everybody, but right now that's not what God is asking us to do. He's asking us to do the evaluation of the students that we know who have the aptitude and the desire to go on to school and to further their education so that they can uh, be in a better position to help themselves and their families. So um, we ask that if you do become involved, not to put... Uh, information out on social media Um, it's just it can create problems for them and us as well because it becomes uh, a competition if nothing else for the students and we want to avoid that if at all possible so um, again it's a new initiative so we're learning as we go (laughs) Um, so we may have some some other little changes and tweaks but but um we would if you do join in the program, you will be informed regularly um, and uh it's just we think it is an opportunity for us to help uh, help the students there are in Lacampa help themselves as well. So I don't know if there is an actual slide on that. That's it as far as the slides, okay. Okay, then the other new initiative that we have started is called Team 1211. Um, Greg opened with the slide Psalm 121, 1 and 2. So as we were working through uh, some of the problems and challenges that we were having this year, we all decided and determined that we needed to be praying more. We needed to be praying more specifically about what was actually happening not that we weren't praying for those specific situations, but we needed to be more focused, more intentional about what we were doing with, and, and praying for each other. So um, once we got the inspiration uh, from Psalm 121, 1 and 2, we said, okay, let's be intentional. So we chose 12, 11 p.m. each day to pray for uh, the foundation, for the staff, for the patient guest, for all the activities that are going on there. And, you know, the uh, the foundation here in the states and the approval, there's just, you know, the ongoing list of prayer, re- prayer requests. Um, but at the same time, we want to give God the praise for what he's doing, what he's already done. We know he's working. It may seem silent sometimes, but he's working, and we know that. So we want to give him the praise and the thanks for that as well. So um, we're asking you to prayerfully consider if you would like to become a Team 1211 member. Um, we would like to know that you're joining us in, in prayer at 1211. And you can do that a couple of different ways. You can just send us, uh, you can reach us on the website. You can send us an email. But an, an easy way is to send us a text uh, FHD team at 66599. We also have on a flyer out on the, at the table. Um, you can actually scan it automatically just signs you up and, um, we'll send you a, a text. We are going to try to send us, uh, a, a prayer request once a week, um, just to give you an update on what's going on so that we can all be praising God for what he's doing, but yet praying for what, we know is still needed, and knowing that he is going to answer those prayers according to his plan. So, those are the two new initiatives, and um, just ask that you prayerfully consider joining us.
1: Okay, so, we're going to skip that, we're going to skip that. Um, Yeah, we're going to Wrap it up. So, um, I just want to say, um, Pastor Ridge, thank you very much. Um, pulpit time for a pastor is is, is precious and sacred and, and special. And um, we recognize that. And we thank you very much for, for giving some of your pulpit time to us to, to let us share. Um, Joel and Wilna, we want to thank you guys too for being the servants uh, that you are of the Lord and are being great friends for, uh, to us. Um, all of you that have come to Honduras, we thank you so much for coming to Honduras. We hope you come back. We hope a bunch more of you come for the first time to, to experience uh, what's happening. Um, short-term missions uh, will change your life. Um, there's just no, there's no other way around it. Um, so if you're looking for a life change, I suggest a short-term mission trip is, is uh, one way to do that. Um, and thank you so much for all, to and all of you who have sacrificially given um, to support uh, what God's doing in Honduras. Um, we're grateful, most grateful for that. And we are blessed to, to be considered co-laborers with all of you in the field in Honduras. So we thank you for all those things. Um, and thank you, thank you for you. Thank you for being obedient. Um, What I would like to do is uh, we've got a a short video, like a minute long, and uh, we'd like to uh, just close with that video and then have Pastor Ridge come up and finish us out if that's okay. Great. Thank you, everyone.